Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. So, yeah, got to be good news with this rain. Uh, not enough rain, you know, like you heard from Wade Williams and Kevin Zahara, who are dealing with the situation in Yellowhead County and Edson. It's going to take a lot of rain. It's going to take months. We're going to be dealing with these fires. Uh, some of them burned. I mean, I think it was the one way up north a few years ago burned for almost a year. It just, you know, it, some of these can last for a really, really, really long time. And we're talking about huge fires in the province of Alberta. Um, as you've heard, it's already among the worst ever, and it's only just begun. And it's not just Alberta. We're talking coast to coast to coast here. Uh, millions of hectares lost, dozens of homes gone, thousands of people evacuated. And undoubtedly, some pretty drastic impacts on wildlife. And there are people who dedicate their time to figuring out exactly what the impact is for wildlife. So let's find out, because obviously they're greatly affected by this. We're going to speak with Dr. Matthew Mitchell, who is a landscape ecologist and a research associate in the Faculty of Land and Food Systems at the University of British Columbia. Dr. Mitchell, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here, Jay. So let's just start with, you know, wildfires and wildlife and how they sort of coexist. Because we know wildfires are part of life in the forest. We know that. And wildlife's always been forced to deal with them in some way, right? So there's probably sort of a natural relationship that has always existed there? Yeah, definitely. There are, you know, fires are all part of all of the forests in Canada, especially, you know, places like northern Alberta and the boreal forest. And there are species that are adapted to it, that, that need some of those habitats that come out after fires as well. Um, and so, you know, th- that's a natural kind of process yeah. within the forest. And what's changing now is how widespread they are, how often they are. Um, and what I work on, especially, is just like the effects of smoke, yeah. too, how, the, the amount, and, uh, as we're experiencing across Canada. Yeah, let's get to the smoke in a second, but you make a really important point there. You know, wildfires, forest fires, that's part of it. But this season, as we've seen, is one of the, I mean, the worst in, this, in, in a century uh, in, uh, at the national level. In the province of Alberta, we've now set a new record for the number of hectares burned. So you're right, it's more this time around. It's more severe, at least this year. Yeah, that's definitely what's happening. You know, we're seeing these extreme years with just huge amounts of um, areas burned, places maybe that wouldn't have burned as often in the past. So we're also seeing this happening more often year to year as well. And so there's there's effects like, you know, people feel this (laughs) year to year. We get tired of thinking Mm -hmm. about, well, what's it going to be like during our summer vacation? And it has the same effect on wildlife as well. Yeah, let's talk about that. Like the smoke, you don't think about that. But I mean, we, we, we have issues and we're given warnings and told to take precautions. What about the wildlife? Have you studied the effects of smoke on wildlife? So we've, I've done a little bit of this. I'm working at uh, the UBC farm here at UBC um, during 2020 when we had out here in Vancouver, we had really intense smoke. I think one of the challenges with doing this work is you don't, it's hard to predict exactly where that smoke is going to go and when it's going to happen. And so, you know, ideally you'd like to see what are the animals and wildlife doing before the fire, during the fire and after. And it's not always easy to, to be able to do that. Um, we were lucky here at the farm. We had um, some acoustic recorders. So we're basically 
listening to bird mm-hmm. songs and bats and that sort of thing. And we already had those out and we were able to see kind of what happens when it gets so smoky and afterwards, how long does it take to recover? But it's not easy to do that sort of thing. Okay. So, but I mean, would it be physiologically, they would face a lot of the same things we face, right? Especially the larger animals. Exactly. Um, they, you know, they have the, the acute health effects of just like breathing in particulate matter. And if they're really close to a fire, carbon monoxide and that sort of thing, um, it can reduce their survival, their growth. You know, there's lots of um, examples of birds, you know, reducing the number of eggs that they're producing yeah. when there's smoke. And it changes their behavior as well. So, you know, what, you know, their bird songs or how active they are looking for food or mates, that sort of thing. So all, all of those effects can, can happen. Um, and one of the challenges, we, we also we just don't know how much it affects different species, right? You've said large animals, but in some cases it might be those small animals that are really, you know, like flying um, birds and bats that might actually be the most susceptible to wildfire smoke. I, 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 there's been a lot of reporting on this this week, and I know you've been part of it, and there's been some commentary that, you know what, we might see what's called, like, local extinctions. There might be some animal species that are completely eradicated from certain parts of the country because of these fires. Tell us what you're, what you're fearing there and what you think might happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's hard to predict these things, right? And so to know exactly what's going to, how it's going to affect different species. But I, I do fear for, for species that have reduced, um, you know, places where they're living now because of, um, clearing, loss of habitat, climate change, invasive species, all of these other pressures on them. Um, they have a really small population in a certain area. If that gets affected either by a, a wildfire itself, or from intense smoke, you might be, you might see loss of that species if that's the only place where it's left, or just loss of that species from an area as well. And so, yeah, I, I definitely worry about that. I think most people, most scientists who work on um, biodiversity and this sort of thing, conservation, worry about the loss of those species. When when you lose this much area, when you lose this much habitat, we know a lot of the ecosystem, you know, these animals establish territories, home ranges, whatever you want to call it. A lot of them, you know, that survive this, had survive it by moving, and they end up somewhere else. How much of an impact does that have on the ecosystem where you've got animals going from one area to another, maybe into new territories and being forced from old ones? How does that affect things? Yeah, I mean, I think we're starting to get a little bit outside my expertise, but I will say, I would say, you know, it's definitely going to, it's going to cause a whole bunch of kind of cascading changes of, you know, species in places where maybe they weren't um, expected or, or they're not used to being there or just an increase in a certain species as well. Um, I'll give you, you know, in some cases it can be good. There is some examples of um, bats actually going to places where wildfires have been, and there's often an influx of insects yeah. um, there. And so it can benefit them, but there's also can be some negative um, impacts as well. And it, it, it gets super complex, um, just trying to understand, one, what, how it affects individual species, but then also what might happen when the cascading effects and interactions between species and, you know, the things they eat and, the, and their habitat. I mean, it, it, you know, we're, we're having trouble predicting sometimes how fast climate change is happening and then adding on this, all of these effects on wildlife. It's, it's really challenging to understand. Um, this might be out of your area of expertise, too, and if it is, I apologize. A lot of people on the text line saying, what about pine beetles? What about pine beetles? Will this fire get rid of the pine beetles? I guess it's a good question. Do we know? Um, I, I don't know. It's getting okay. a little yeah, fair bit enough. of a, I know that, you know, I, I actually worked on pine beetles a long, long time ago, a little bit. 
Um, in some cases, those those large um, pine trees um, in really mature forests can be, have a lot of pine beetles in them. And so, you know, in some ways, replacing those stands might benefit them. But again, I, I'm not, it's getting outside my expertise a little bit. Fair enough. Good enough. Yeah. Um, your expertise was very valuable and, and much appreciated, Matthew. Uh, thanks so much for being here today.